Hello, this is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz, and I'm here with you again uh, for Diabetes Survival. Only today I am not going to talk diabetes. If I do, then that was a mistake. But I don't plan on talking about diabetes today. I'm taking a day off from diabetes today. I did something horribly bad this morning. Okay, I'll talk a little bit about diabetes because that's my favorite topic. I talk about it every day. I had some donuts. I had those little munchkins. They were really cute. I, see, okay, don't yell at me. I I know I was bad. It's bad. Just so you know, they were just the donut holes. I know, I know. Just really bad, really bad. Okay, so I'm, I'm on vacation. Well, I'm kind of like on a staycation because I think I'm going to stay here for a little while. But I decided to travel from Idaho down to Nevada after my job decided that for some reason they were going to do another background check on me. I guess they're, I mean, they did one like two years ago. I don't understand why they're doing it. Well, they're, they're merging. My, my company is merging with another company. And for some reason, across the board, they're doing uh, background checks. Of course, they can't give me a timeline, a time frame when I can go back to work or anything of that nature. They're just like, we'll let you know, but we're going to expedite because you're one of our best employees. Okay, great. Thanks. But in the meantime, I get to sit here. So I asked them, like, so do I go on unemployment? And they're just like, they're not answering me. I'm like, but I got to work. I got to make money. Again, no answers. So, all right. So I'm ranting a little bit because it was kind of like a a forced vacation. But I actually, you know, Idaho is really cold this time of year anyways. And I was not feeling it. So I'm like, you know what? I need to go somewhere warm, like... Nevada, and I've never been to Nevada really. I've driven through Vegas, but I've never actually stayed here. So um, I'm trying it out just to see what happens. Uh, more than likely, I'm probably going to go down to Phoenix, but you know what? I'm going to check it out tomorrow and see if it's a place where I want to stay. The last time I was here, I definitely didn't want to stay here. But that brings me to my first rant. I'm not raving anything yet. The donuts were great. Uh, donuts and coffee were great, I have to admit. Okay, hopefully that's all I talk about diabetes today. But, so I I pulled into a truck stop and, you know, I was just minding my own business, you know, kind of doing my thing, kind of looking things up and stuff because, you know, there's a lot of things I got to decide, like, for instance, where I'm going to work, where I'm going to live, and where's the cheapest place to get gas, if there's a Planet Fitness around. There's actually three of them in Vegas, so I'm pretty excited about that. But um, I look up. And I see a sign, 30 minutes, and I realized that I had been there for, like, two hours, I think. And, uh, so, and of course, because I'm, I had sugar this morning, which was really bad, and it was, the only thing I ate today was some donut holes, and I didn't even, I didn't even eat that many, just, like, six, okay? So, um... I didn't eat much today either. I just didn't feel like it. Oh, yeah, wait, I had some fish um, a couple hours ago. I had, you know, like some, uh, you know, sardine-looking fishy things. About three ounces. So I haven't really been eating a lot. Let me just put it that way. Um, So I look up, you know, it says uh, 30 minute parking. I'm like, wait, I've been here for two hours. And so, you know, I've been in and out of the restroom because when I eat a lot of sugar, you know, I I gotta go to the bathroom. That's one of the reasons why I don't eat a lot of sugar. That's the reason why I don't eat bread. It's because I 
have to go number one a lot. So I think I went three times in two hours, which, yes, is excessive, but I was also drinking a lot of fluids. And I remember I had those sugars earlier in the morning. I just, you know, I haven't seen a Dunkin' Donuts in a while, and I just couldn't resist. I, I don't really necessarily believe in depriving yourself of something that you really enjoy, because then you're going to, like, want it all the time. And I can go a long time without sugar now, because I had my little sugar fix. So, to all those shaking their heads and going, nay, she's on, she fell off the wagon, don't worry, I'm going to get back on it. I'm just having a day, you know, and remember, I, I lost my job, so I may have lost my job. So, um, probably not, the background check's probably going to come up clean and I'm going to be good, but I don't know when I'm going to go back to work, it might be January for all I know. And, of course, this kind of fits in with the whole play of the whole nation due to the COVID-19 thing, which is my next rant. Okay. I wasn't going to rant at all about COVID-19. I think I did a, a spiel on it about wearing your mask, you know, early on in one of the podcasts. Uh, COVID-19 masks. Let's talk about those masks for a minute. They're cloth masks, okay? So, according to the CDC, they're perfectly acceptable to actually wear because they keep out at least 40% of the, you know, the COVID-19. So you have a 60% fighting chance. Now there's people coming down with COVID-19 who've worn their masks because you know you have to, everybody seems to have to wear them at work and stuff. So it's not necessarily 100% effective. Well, obviously, you know, I wear my mask too. Like whenever I go into public or anything of that nature, I think I can only remember one time when I didn't. Because I just totally spaced it out. I, I really enjoyed that day too. Where I didn't have to wear a mask. So. So that was pretty exciting. That. Um, anyways. I'm, I'm kind of like. My glory days of. The one day that I didn't wear the mask. Walking into a grocery store. And everybody looking at me. Very odd. Okay. So back to the mask. I was. You know, I thought masks were a good idea back in March, you know, it helped protect us and stuff, at least it was something, and everybody was adamant against it, and they're like, they're gawking at me, like, how could you approve this mask? I'm like, well, everybody has to wear it to be effective, but if we all do wear our masks, which I doubt everybody's going to do, but if we all do, then we can actually stop this COVID-19. And they, at the time, back in March, they were only talking in like a month or two. They weren't talking two years. Dr. Falke has told us two years now. He's like, we're not going to get over this until next year in December. So, um, you know, I think uh, Trump said that once his presidency, if his presidency ends, Dr. Falke is fired. Or he can go over to the Democrat side. And, you know, doc, Dr. Falke's like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but the guy's a douchebag, okay? Um, I, I hate to get all personal about that and stuff. I don't like the guy, but I'm ranting right now, so forgive me. I don't know why I'm ranting, especially on my diabetes survival. If you're listening to this, you can go ahead and shut me off and just listen to the next episode or some former episodes, because I'm going to rant. I, I'm just, I got to do it. So I'm, I'm complaining about the masks because um, they also said that you know, in the beginning we didn't need them. It was just for healthcare workers. 
Then they decided that after we started making the masks and stuff that we could wear them too. Well, thank you, CDC. I was already wearing my mask. As a matter of fact, I was staying home. I stayed home for a month and I collected unemployment because our governor in Idaho told us to stay home and wear our masks if we were going out. And you know, the rigmarole, make sure you sanitize your hands, make sure you sanitize all your areas, and you know, anything you touch, be careful with it, etc. Okay. So, um, this is going to continue my rant, because you know what? I don't get to talk about this too often. I mean, a lot of people on my Facebook page, they know all this, because they know how I am. And so I have some real fanboys and girls that actually post things as well because, you know, they're all, they're all going through it too. And I'm sure my audience, listening audience here, um, you've probably gone through it too. So, I mean, let's talk about it because, you know what, you know that so far in the media, they're not going to tell us the truth. CDC is not going to tell us the truth. Everybody's freaking lying at this point. Really, nobody knows who to believe, and we don't. We take everybody with a grain of salt now, because everybody's full of it. I'm not. I see. I didn't cuss. I'm just ranting. I'm not cussing. Okay. So, um, they were saying in the beginning that if we were going to prevent the COVID-19, that the best effective method was to actually use an N95 mask. I don't know if any of you remember that. Now, I have the perspective, even though I know it's not necessarily effective, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like the, the uh, draconian that says you need to wear your mask. I'm not going to do that. We live, at least for now, we live in a free country where people can do what they need to do. Now, this is kind of a serious issue with the whole COVID thing, even though the stats don't show that it's serious, really, but I'm not going to go there. Um, where, like, let's say we all wore a mask, we may be able to contain it, but there's no guarantee. We don't know how long it stays on surfaces and stuff, so it's something we can't see. It's like an invisible enemy. But I know that the, the masks that we're wearing are not 100% effective. So me pointing my finger at somebody and saying, you got to wear your mask. And trust me, they are out there with a vengeance, um, especially online where they're making people who, who aren't wearing their masks at all feel like complete garbage. And that's not right. There are reasons why people don't wear masks. I mean, there are people with breathing issues and... <laughs> Some people, they get really stuffy noses. Like, I get stuffy noses when I wear my mask, but I still wear it. But I get a stuffy nose. I I don't like not being able to breathe out of my nose. Um, There's reasons why people don't want to wear it. I I saw a lady at the dollar store, and she was working as a cashier, heavyset lady. She was on oxygen, and she had to wear a mask. She was wearing her oxygen underneath her mask, and I was just staring at her. I'm like, why are they making you wear your mask? She's like, I don't know. My oxygen saturation is only at 50%. I breathe so much better with it not having the mask on. Then you have these idiot experts saying, you can breathe perfectly fine in the mask. Well, let me tell you something. I breathe oxygen saturation between 97 and 98, sometimes 99. 
I know because I've been tested and I still have a hard time breathing out of those masks, probably because it gives me the stuffy nose that I was telling you about. So I'm not a fangirl of the masks, but I still wear them. I rip them off as soon as possible just so I can get fresh air. I don't think it's good to be breathing in your own carbon dioxide, but there's some doctors that say, oh yeah, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, okay, don't believe those quacks, okay? Um, I wear my mask just, and I follow protocol where it's there. Like if my workplace says I have to wear my mask, I wear my mask. My former workplace? Anyways. Um, if the grocery store says I have to wear my mask, I wear my mask. Convenience store, I wear my mask. But, you know, everybody's tired. I mean, this whole freaking year, it almost feels like we're, we're being domestic, domestically terrorized by the experts that say that, that we got to wear the masks. And they're running around, and it kind of reminds me of uh, Alice in Wonderland, where, you know, the, the queen off with their head and all those people saying all those crazy things. That's what they sound like to me. They sound like a bunch of gibberish. They don't sound like they know what they're doing, and they certainly don't sound like experts. So they're saying we don't need the N95 mask. The N95 mask is the only mask that will actually keep COVID-19 out. Your hospital staff aren't wearing them. Uh, People on the streets aren't wearing them. I mean, it's kind of rare you can order it. I think I saw the N95 mask on Amazon. But I wanted to add, if you're one of those people who you're tired of these little trolls telling you that you have to wear a mask, and you know, they're wearing a cloth mask, you can ask them, them, if you're so concerned about me wearing a mask, where's your N95 mask? That usually shuts them up. Um, If not, just say, hey, your mask is only 60% effective. The N95 is is close to 100%. You really should get yourself one of those. So, I'm giving you permission to use it. I've been using it online with a bunch of internet trolls that are just, you know, uh, totally treating non-mask users as, like, you know, like complete garbage. It's not right. Like I said, I'm not judging or anything because people have different situations, different scenarios why they don't wear the mask. And another thing, it really is invasive. It's, you kind of wonder why they're trying to shut us up by put my, by covering our mouths. And it's, you can't, you can't understand people when they're talking half the time either with these masks on. It's like rah, 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 rah. So, I mean, you know, it's horrible. Okay, so let's, so let's slide into the vaccine. I have been hearing all kinds of weird, really weird conspiracies about this vaccine. I am not a fan of the vaccine. If you take the vaccine, more power to you. But um, there's a couple reasons. One, it kind of goes against my gross factor. I don't like the fact that, and this is a fact, um, I've read the back labels of what they're actually putting in this uh, lady uh, showed on YouTube, the ingredient list. They're actually using dead babies, you know, from abortions in this vaccine. Why? Now, they actually do use a lot of this in um, certain, you know, vaccines like, uh, you know, your flu shot every year and stuff. I, I mean, if you're doing that, I'm not, I have no opinion for you. Don't listen to me, okay? Just turn me off and listen to the episode because you're not gonna get what I'm saying anyways. 
but um, to those people who are pro-life, um, such as myself, I'm very pro-life. I'm very much offended that there's fetal material in a vaccine. And I have been told that you can make a vaccine without the fetal material. Now, there's another rumor going around. Okay, so if that doesn't bother you, maybe this will. (laughs) And I hope this one is very untrue. I hope this is not true, because if it is true, we're in a whole heck of a lot of trouble. Um, But there was one conspiracy theory that actually said that the vaccine was actually making about 70% of the population or they plan on making 70% of the population sterile. This is a very interesting conspiracy. Um, But I'm going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit more to say, um, and this is um, not science fiction, this is science fact. But... If you've ever heard of the Georgia Guidestones, and I've actually seen the Georgia Guidestones with my own eyes, so I know that it's actually there. This is not a conspiracy. This is an actual uh, monolith in Georgia. Somebody actually um, built this back in the, I think it was the 80s, 90s, something like that. Uh, But it actually talked about population control. Uh, population control and how the earth only needs like 400,000 people or something weird like that. I mean, it's just kind of, it's really, really strange. Nobody really knows who put it up. And so there's this big monolith and in eight different languages, there's there's these uh, stone panels on each side in different languages. And then on the very top, it has an altar. And the reason why I'm calling it an altar is because you can see, because they actually do take pictures and videos on this, and you can see this on YouTube, where it has like this red paint or something that looks like blood on the altar. I mean, it's really strange. So um, if you want to actually dive in a little bit deeper, you can actually look that up on YouTube. So I won't go into that too much except to say that Um, There are people uh, of influence and power that are into eugenics and do want to eliminate a good chunk of the world's population. And really, they're not caring about any of us. Um, That hurts. That really hurts because they wouldn't be where they are without the little people. Us little peasants that do their bidding. Um, a perfect example of a power couple would be Bill and Melinda Gates. And, of course, you can verify any of this information on YouTube. Now, of course, a lot of this is, like, alleged conspiracy theory. But it's really interesting because some of this has actually been proven. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones have definitely been proven. Definitely look that one up. I saw that with my own eyes. And there's, like, a gazillion different channels on YouTube about that. Um, Also, Bill and Melinda Gates, when you look into their history, they've actually supported eugenics for generations. So, um, okay, enough about them. I don't want to talk too much about them. You can look that stuff up. My next rant. Okay, this is kind of like going off in left field. Okay, so I've been like a supporting Democrat since I was 14 years old. And I've always been pro-life, but... I was kind of sucked into the whole pro-choice thing. And then I started thinking about it. And I've seen like horrible things happen to 
friends that have had abortions and I just felt that the pro-life movement was a little bit better. But I was still Democrat, okay? But I certainly wouldn't allow any of my friends to actually have abortions. Anyways, um, well, I mean, if they did, you know, I, I, they could make their choice, but I always try to talk them out of it. Always, always, okay? I don't think abortion's right for anybody. Um, but, okay, I wasn't supposed to talk about me being a Democrat, but I am. Uh, well, I guess you can say I'm like a Democrat that supports Trump. Um, I do. I really do. I think that what he's doing is a good thing with the whole uh, voter fraud thing. Because the Democrats knew about the, the voting machines not working properly four years ago. They didn't do anything about it. They just went ahead and handed over the presidency to the Republicans. And they should have actually complained about this and spent millions of dollars like Trump's doing right now to actually get this fixed if they really cared. Well, I mean, they do care, but maybe they don't have the financial backing or something. Not quite sure. But about 30% of, of Republic, uh, Democrats care and about 70% of Republicans care. Now, of course, uh, the, the numbers are really high because, uh, you know, everybody wants Trump to, Trump to win. You know, the Republican side wants Trump to win, generally. Democrats don't usually go for Trump, but... Um, there's some people like me that I, I really like truth and honesty and people fighting for the American public. I, I think that what Trump's doing is very gallant. He's a hero in my eyes. He really is. Um, Sydney Powell, the Kraken. Now she's just looking, now hear me out here on her. She's looking for fair elections. So... The thing is, is that if it comes down to the wire where legally Biden is president, she's going to be all right with that. But she definitely sees some inconsistencies with what's been going on with the voting machines. And if you're, if you're paying attention, look up, look up Huckleberry. Because he really goes into uh, the voting machines and... And uh, he actually did a special tonight where he actually interviewed Sidney Powell in a short little spiel and what she was doing. And, and that's pretty interesting. We call her the Kraken. Well, she's, she's working on the Kraken where she's going to expose everything, you know. So, you know, Trump's draining the swamp and, and you know, he's got his whole team on this. And he's having all kinds of problems, legal problems and such, trying to... Um, just just to allow us to have a fair vote. We all deserve to be able to vote, to cast our ballot for the party that we choose, regardless if it's Republican or Democrat. And I don't know what's going on with independence. I don't know why they only have like, you know, 3% of the vote, but my goodness, you guys have got to get your numbers up if you're going to compete. I mean, you can't be minor league and play in the major leagues if you're not going to like put the money out like they do you know you gotta have some backing there okay so now i'm gonna address democrats okay because i have some friends who are democrats and they're going i don't see any voter fraud i don't see anything my goodness there's over a hundred people who've signed affidavits who could actually go to jail for like five to six years for lying about the voters fraud so, I mean, the thing is, is 
you can prove any of those people a liar, and then their 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 you know their testimony is not going to matter. But they've shown video evidence. They've uh, shown uh, like eyewitnesses that were there, like with the votes and stuff. They've they've shown all kinds of stuff, and then you have Democrats going, "There's no proof." I'm like looking at this. There's no proof, and there is. There's like a ton of it. So open your eyes. You know, stop lying. See, this is the problem: is Democrats are lying. I'm a Democrat. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for truth. Okay. So you know, I've always voted Democrat, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm supporting Trump. I'm supporting Trump. I did not think that I was gonna support Trump, but you know what? I don't like what Biden's doing. I don't. And this whole him saying that we're supposed to come together, Republicans and Democrats are supposed to come together in this country. How is that going to be possible? Okay, I think that Biden needs to jump on team, uh, let's get the votes count and see who actually won. But he's not being honest because he's not an honest guy. I mean, that is clear and evident. And I hope that resonates with him. But I don't think it does. I don't think he cares. And we don't need a president who doesn't care. I mean, this is a very important role. We need a president who cares about us. Okay. So this is going to be a long spiel because I got so much stuff on my mind that I I just don't talk to anybody about. I need to talk about this stuff because this is stuff that's going on in the community. And some of you guys may not know that this stuff's going on. But the next one is um, dealing with the Catholic Church. Okay, the Catholic Pope, I'm going to tell you this, but I don't think he's Catholic. I know, big one. Um, But just so you know, there's a lot of Catholics out there that don't believe that he's Catholic. So the thing is, is, is when somebody brings that up, well, the Catholics, or the Pope said it was perfectly okay for this or that and then you talk to Catholics and Catholics are like uh that's not what we believe so he's going against everything we were taught um so I mean a lot of you people who are religious out there um any denomination if your head guy your president or your prophet or whomever says something that is contrary to what you've been taught, you're going to question his authority and his ability to actually lead. So half of the Catholics out there are questioning the Pope's ability to lead, especially when he makes women bishops and he's now for gay marriage and I think he's still staying the same on abortion, like he doesn't like abortion and stuff. But then he goes around and he supports Biden. Like, he's for Biden. He's not for Trump. And Biden, of course, is pro-choice. And by the way, you can't be Catholic and be pro-choice. That's pretty much a given. You have to be pro-life. I'm not the only Catholic that believes that. Okay. And I'm not technically Catholic. I'm sort of Catholic. I'm, I'm going to be Catholic. Watch. But anyways, um... Also, let's go back to the vaccines. The domestic terrorism is so thick right now. 
they're picking on groups of who's going to get the vaccination first. Now, mind you, this hasn't been tested for seven to ten years, like normal vaccinations are. All of a sudden, they produce something in a couple months and it's perfectly fine to test on us. This is domestic terrorism, people. This is horrible. Why are they doing it? They're doing it because they have more than this to hide. And they're punishing the American people. That's why they're doing it. They're punishing us. And if you remember what the big shtick was and why they're punishing us, is because there's a lot of big, mighty, and powerful names that are going down because of the whole sex trafficking thing going on. And they're madder than heck because now they've actually been revealed and now they can't get away with this stuff. Um, that's not conspiracy fiction. That's conspiracy fact. Or it's just a nonfiction. Well, anyways, okay. So they're punishing the American people because none of us are for that. We don't, we don't agree to children being sexually trafficked or even adults. We don't tolerate that stuff. Nobody should tolerate that. And for years and years and years it's gone on. It's like they're sick tradition or something. I mean, they've lost their minds. They lost their minds a long time ago. So, um, they're, they're just very satanic. I mean, Okay, I don't know if they're actually eating babies or not, too. I, I've heard stories like celebrities actually talking about, hey, you know, you beware of Hollywood. They've got some evil stuff going on there. I would not in a million years want to ever go to Hollywood. I would never in a million years want to appear in a picture or do anything with Hollywood. That's Holly weird there. And um, certainly horrible things are going on. So, um, job firings, people are losing their jobs because of COVID-19 and then the relief packages, yeah, the relief packages came, but they came late for a lot of people. Some people didn't even receive them. And this is horrible. There's people who have been in this country for years, you know, like for instance, um, people from Mexico that don't even qualify. But they've been here for years. And another thing that you don't know, may not know, or whatnot, is um, now there were there were Hispanic people here in America before the uh, um, you know the um, territory was bought out by the U.S. So they have their families that have migrated here thousands of years, possibly thousands of years. And uh, so they've been here for a while, or they're bringing over family members. I mean, I'd probably want to bring over my family members too, from Ireland or whatnot, if they wanted to stay here. Yeah, heck yeah, come on over. So um, there's people that are being let go from their jobs, and then they have, they don't even have any packages coming to them, for whatever reason. So that's, that's kind of weird. I think they're going to get in this next round though. Um, now there's one thing that I've noticed, and this has gone on for decades, is a war against the homeless. And I remember back in 2007, 2008, there were these people in Salt Lake City that actually used to feed the homeless in the park. 
and then they were told they had to stop and then they were getting ticketed and then they couldn't do it at all anymore and what a cruel world that we actually live in where we can't even do something good for the people who actually need it you know they're coming into the park they're hungry they've been wandering around all night and you know they don't have any shelters by the way I remember um, trying to help uh, a couple of us friends were trying to help our other friend who um, got kicked out of our school. You know, it was kind of um, one of those schools that uh, paid you to go to school, Job Corp. Now, I'd already graduated high school and everything. I, it was just kind of like the in-between school between uh, me and college. And uh, so it was the school that I went to. And I really, I really enjoyed myself at Job Corps. I mean, it was quite fun. Um, but, um, we were trying to actually find her housing because she had been living in a motel room after she left Job Corps. You know, they gave her a certain amount of money. She didn't have anywhere else to go. Uh, her and her boyfriend had split up before she moved out. Um, so we were calling all the shelters in the area and it's like, we're full, we're full, we're full, we're full. We must have called a hundred shelters in the Phoenix area. I mean, all of them were full. Nobody would take her. And we're not quite sure what happened to her after that. I think she may have gotten a roommate situation, finally. But that was supposed to be temporary, too. So she kind of moved on. And we lost touch with her, which was really sad. I mean, we really did try to help her out. We spent all weekend trying to help her out and it just wasn't working and it was very frustrating to know that um you know any situation you can end up becoming homeless I mean and it could be something as simple as the person just needs their spare bedroom back and let's say you've rented the room there for a year and a half and they just have they're just tired of their stuff sitting in their hallway or something they need that room back and uh, a job loss. You lose your job. They, they decide they want you out because they know you can't pay rent. It happens. So, um, and it happens for the dumbest reasons. The most selfish reasons, I guess you could say. But it still happens. People lose their jobs. They get kicked out. Let's say they didn't have a car. They become homeless. And it's devastating. They may lose all their things. Uh, if they can't afford storage. And this is really sad because there's no place for them to go because the shelters are always full. 99% of the time you call, it's going to be full. It's pretty rare to say, oh yeah, we have a bed. Because they don't. And they know it. Or they do have a bunch of beds, they just don't want to, they just don't want to deal with a bunch of people. Or maybe they don't have the funds or something, you know. But it's very frustrating for a homeless person because um, they have to go five miles out this way to take a shower. And then they got to go ten miles this way to to apply for a job. And they're taking the bus where they may or may not have enough bus fare to actually get to the places that they need to go. And then they got to go ten miles over this direction just to get clothes. It's a very hard life. It's not a life anybody should have to lead. And parents, please don't kick your kids out to where they're homeless. I'm telling you, that is the most horrible thing you can do to a person. And you should be jailed if you do that. Like, I'm really serious right now. 
I'm ranting on parents because parents do it all the time. You may have this rebel kid because you couldn't raise them, the latchkey kid, and then you're going to punish them for that. I mean, come on, give me a break. You didn't raise them. They had to raise themselves. Now you're going to kick them out of the house? And I've heard a lot of stories about parent, you know, bad parents. So, I, you know, I'm not just not thrilled about parents. But you know what? Those parents that do keep those kids on, help them go to school, help them become a productive member of society, you guys are amazing. Thank you for actually producing and taking care and helping somebody grow and become a full-fledged, amazing individual or adult. Because that is actually a beautiful thing. Okay, so... um. Let's see what else can I talk about. Oh, oh, and another thing, homeless. Just so you know, I mean, the first thing people think of is feed the homeless, right? If a homeless person is homeless, it means they need a home. It does not mean they need food. They may need food, too, but a lot of them can usually scrounge up enough money for food. You know, they sell some cans or something... You know, like they do something to where they get some money for some food. So food usually isn't an issue. There's plenty of food boxes out there from different churches and stuff. But the one thing that they need is housing. So what is it that we can do to help these poor homeless people find housing? Some of us can open up rooms in our own place and and help them out. So, you, you know, you got that spare bedroom. Go ahead and give them a reduced rate on on housing but see what they can afford first because if you say well I on the market I can charge six seven hundred dollars for this room but for you 350 but let's say they can only scrounge up I don't know 125 dollars that's a hundred percent if they paid a hundred hundred twenty five dollars it's a hundred percent of their income at that point because that's what they can afford. Say they don't have a car or any clothes or anything. They're just doing the best they can. So ask them what they can afford. And don't be offended they say $50. If you're really truly trying to help them out, don't let it be a burden to the homeless person to pay you. Okay? So there's a lot of people who just don't get it. Uh, rents have climbed enormously um, in the past five years. To where it's it's really sinking ships right now, and the wages have been stagnant. They're staying the same. I mean, I know in Idaho they're still paying seven dollars and twenty-five cents. And did you know you can't get an appoint, apartment unless uh, your rent is only maybe a third of what your paycheck is? So most people can't even afford an apartment unless they, they start doubling up. And here's the problem with roommates. Roommates steal things. They lie, they cheat, they kick other roommates out. So actually, unless they're like really tight or something, a roommate situation is probably not going to work out. I cannot say I've actually appreciated any roommate that I've had in the past. They're all just a bunch of liars and cheats. So, um, you know, uh, don't think that you're doing a homeless person any favors if you're charging them like 300% of what they actually make, okay? All right, 
So I just wanted to rant on that a little bit. Somebody may actually write me a bad letter, but I'm okay. I can deal with it. I'm a big girl. Okay, so um, I have noticed that pets are treated fantastically. A uh, perfect example is when I actually rescued a kitten, and I named him Prince, and I took him to the shelter. Before I even got to the shelter doors, there's a lady in the parking lot, just more than willing to adopt him, right? But of course, I wanted to find out who the real owner of this kitten was, if there was one. So I had to take the kitten in, right? And they actually scanned him for a microchip, there wasn't one, so... He got his shots and everything, and he was going to go for adoption in a few days. So, um, he was treated like a little prince, though. They treated him so good. And I think I may have talked a little bit about this, but um, I visited him every day until he was adopted. Um, he was treated fantastically. He ate the best food, kitty food, and was played with and he even got visitors he got me to come visit him every day so that doesn't happen to human beings though usually human beings just get thrown away and why is that why do we treat human beings worse than we treat pets because sometimes there's human beings um, due to disabilities they don't function the same way you and I do and we need to help these people too. I mean, it sounds like a horrible burden and everything, but really when you think about it, it's not. Sometimes people just need to talk to other people or they may need to, you know, ride to the grocery store or something or, you know, ask them, what can I do to help you out? Sometimes they'll say, I need five bucks. Why? Because I want to buy beer. Give them five bucks. You know, be nice to them. That beer's going to make them happy for the next 12 hours. Hey, what power to them. Right? So, treat people with respect. Just because somebody walks in with a three-piece suit or whatever does not mean that he deserves respect either. Okay? Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, parking time. I think I went a little bit about this at the beginning. 30-minute parking times. 15-minute parking times. I got a ticket last month because I parked at the park, walked around the park, went and used the restroom, I was taking pictures, got lost in translation, I mean, I was just lost out there, I was having so much fun, taking pictures of the river, this was when I was in Idaho Falls, just enjoying the, the, the you know, the weather before it changed to freezing cold, and went to my car, I think I might have dozed off for a couple minutes or something like that, next thing I know, there's some guy tapping on my window, and he's writing me a ticket. They had a two-hour time limit. However, nowhere in the park is there any signs that say, you can't park here for two hours. Don't say that. And the guy was telling me, oh yeah, you can avoid it, just don't park in the same spot for more than two hours. Like, you can park here for, like, an hour and a half, and then you can park over there for another hour. But there's these satellites up in the sky, and they kind of know when you're parked in a certain spot too long. Really? I'm at a park, for goodness sakes. But this is their rules around the river. So, um, 
course he told me I could contest it and I did and I won so I didn't have to pay anything it was like a $20 fine so it's only $20 but that's my $20 I'm not going to give my $20 away but um, I've also noticed uh, here in Vegas they have 30 minute limits at truck stops at places where visitors who are tired think that they can rest now here's the problem with Vegas is um, well in Nevada in general I think there's like one or two rest areas in the whole state like seriously so if I'm a drowsy traveler I can only park for 30 minutes and I have to move I just like for instance I just travel 800 miles in like 24 hours I'm tired and uh, so I pull into the truck stop and it says you know, 30 minutes and of course I didn't notice it for two hours luckily I didn't get towed but I could have and uh, so I went from one truck stop to the next truck stop because I'm still trying to figure out you know I'm trying to plan my itinerary everything while I'm here and my phone's not working correctly so it's not bringing up certain places that I need and I'm here thinking, am I going to get a ticket because I'm here too long? I mean, I'm trying to, you know, make stuff work here. I don't think I like Vegas because I don't think I like their their 30-minute and 15-minute time limits. I notice Idaho's kind of like that too. Like, there's some businesses that will say, no more than 15 minutes. And then you got to move your car. And I'm like thinking... Well, they have a little restaurant in there, and then there's the restrooms, and then I might want to buy something, and what if I want to spend 30 minutes there? I can't. Oh, okay, so this is what we can do as a group. Any, any place that you know of that has a time limit, avoid it. Go out of your way to avoid it and just go to a competition. And if the competition's doing the same thing, just see if you can eliminate it out of your life. We don't need some stinking limits to what we're doing. That's all I gotta say. So, okay, with that being said, let me go over my list, see if I got everything. Yes, I rewrote everything out because I wanted to make sure to definitely rant. Um, let's see. Okay, sorry for the brief little pause there. It looks like I went over everything. So, I know, 46-minute rant. Maybe 47. I want to thank you for listening to my rant. I'm sure you have rants, too. Go to my page on diabetes and exercise. That's my favorite page, by the way. And post something. Like, I usually post in the videos. You don't have to talk about the video if you don't want to. Talk about your rant. What is your rant? I want to know what your rant is. Just say, according to your podcast, you want to know what my rant is. Because that way everybody knows too. Everybody who's reading the page will know too that you're referring to this. And then just go ahead and say what your rant is. Like, let's say you hate Swiss cheese. Let us know. Or let's say you don't like a certain governor or something. Let us know. And tell us why. 
Okay, with that, I'm getting tired because I'm actually doing this at night. I didn't do it this morning because I was driving. <clears throat> but again, this is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz. I hope you do visit me on my pages on Diabetes Aware, Diabetes and Exercise. Uh, make sure to give it a thumbs up and um, leave your comment on one of the videos below. You can talk about the video or you can talk about something else. Random. You can do that. This is our pages. It's not just mine, it's ours. And I really do enjoy um, actually having conversations with people, my audience. I like to know about you too, what you like and what you do. I know you hear me rant and rave all day. Well, not, I usually don't rant, okay? You know, I usually talk about diabetes. But thank you for listening to this rant. I, I do appreciate it. And let me know what you think. And so I'm going to go ahead and sign out. Thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and share it if you know another diabetic who would like to listen to this information. And just be kind to each other. And have a great night. Bye-bye.